Welcome to the Reading for Success podcast, brought to you by the Success League. This podcast focuses on books, articles, and other resources for customer success, provides an overview of each, and gives you an honest assessment of whether or not it's worth your time. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, my name is Kristen Hare, and I'm the host of Reading for Success. I'm also the CEO of the Success League, a boutique customer success consulting and training firm based in San Francisco. This week, I'm reviewing another article called How to Help Without Micromanaging by Colin Fisher, Teresa Amabile, and Juliana Pillimer. You can find this article in the January and February 2021 issue of Harvard Business Review and on hbr.org. So what is this article about? This article presents a practical approach to offering your team members help without coming across like a micromanager. So how does it relate to customer success? CS leaders, especially newer leaders and those promoted from inside their team, need to learn to find the fine balance between offering to help and taking over on that team member's role or on their project. I see this crop up pretty often, especially from managers who have done the job of a CSM in the past. This article gives you great ideas about how to avoid micromanaging and the perception of being a micromanager. So what are the key points? The authors talk about three things you can do to avoid micromanaging. First, time your help so that it comes when your team is ready for it. Second, communicate that your role is to be a helper, not to solve the problem for your team member. And third, choose the right cadence and depth of your involvement. So I'll take these one by one. First, the authors argue that managers who are great at helping while avoiding micromanagement tend to watch and listen for signs that their team members know that they need help. At that point, people tend to be more open to assistance. Sometimes it is hard to wait, I feel like, especially for those of us in CS as leaders. We are people who generally got into our field to help, and we have a tendency to rush in as soon as we notice a problem. The authors advise waiting until it is clear that your team member becomes aware of the challenges of their situation before you help. Second, seeking and receiving help makes people feel vulnerable. So it's important that as the leader, you clarify that your role is just to help. This gives the employee some psychological safety and allows them to take the risk of accepting your help. The authors emphasize that even though you know you're there to help, you actually have to say it. Team members don't know your intentions because they know that part of your job is to assess their performance. Third, there are two kinds of involvement in terms of cadence and depth. The first type, the authors call guidance. This is concentrated help over long sessions that are tightly clustered over a few days. You could use this cadence to get a team member through the rocky phase of a project, let's say, or to assist them in hitting a deadline. Guidance is short-term, but it goes deep. The other type is called path clearing. This kind of assistance is offered in brief intermittent intervals and is designed to help get a team member through an ongoing problem. So what was my biggest takeaway here? While I have considered the first two points the authors made, I hadn't really considered the third. I have gravitated naturally toward guidance and path clearing in different scenarios, but I don't think that I was always on track in terms of the right time to apply each of those. I have tended to base the level of support and depth on the seniority of the person rather than the specific situation. So I found the section on guidance and path clearing really interesting, and I think it will help me more precisely choose the cadence of help 
I'll offer my team members in the future. So is this one worth your time? I really like this article. If you're a fan of this podcast, you know that I like practical advice, and this article had a lot of it. I would recommend this to any CS leader, but especially those who worry about micromanaging. I think you'll find it reassuring, and we'll also come away with tips on how to make sure your team sees your help as just that. Next week, we're going to start in on the book I announced last week, The Jobs to be Done Playbook by Jim Callback. We're going to start with chapters one and two, which provide an overview of the Jobs to be Done framework. You can find this book on Amazon, and as I mentioned last week, Jim includes a lot of diagrams and images in his books, so do yourself a favor and grab a hard copy. We'll include the link in the notes. If you're a regular listener, please take a couple of minutes to subscribe, share Reading for Success with other customer success professionals, and rate the podcast. If you have questions or ideas for the podcast, I would love to hear from you. It can be reached at Kristen at thesuccessleague.io. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join Reading for Success next time. 